0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey, everybody, I'm Joe Iconis.
1: And I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper.
0: And on today's show, we're going to be talking about Play the Princess, which is a song that I wrote that's about theater and art and music and society's perception of us and the the boxes that society places us in. And uh, also it was cut for my musical Blood Song of Love.
1: Who doesn't love a cut song? Cut songs are like the secret gems of musical theater. Um, And this one is performed (laughs) by the great Destiny Ray and L Morgan Lee. So killer duet. Everyone's going to want to hear this one
0: do it By the little display
1: and oh, I'm not surprised no not surprised see it every day of my life and I'm playing the whore and the wife play the princess uh so this is a song that sort of is cut from a musical of yours it was like yeah.
0: truly I don't have a lot of those I feel like I don't have a lot of like proper chunk songs, um, or I, or I don't have a lot of ones that can be performed outside the musical because when I write a song for musical, it tends to be so, um, deliriously like specific, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can't really take it out of the musical, but, uh, this one, you, you sure can. Yeah. And so this was originally written for Blood Song of Love. And what happened was that Blood Song of Love is, uh, it, in its current form or the form that it you know arrived at uh, at Ars Nova, uh, is a musical that is a rock and roll spaghetti western musical and it's uh, about this man who's known only as the musician and his wife santa violeta has been kidnapped and he's trying to uh, get her back and it's sort of this uh this show about a, a you know a, a, a quest and 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 finding your your tribe and following your heart and, uh, all this kind of stuff that operates fully in the world of spaghetti Westerns. Mm -hmm. Initially my conception of the show was, it was half that the spaghetti Western musical, and then half the story of the actual actors who were putting on this musical. And the conceit was that it was this, um, this group of actors who, were uh, performing this show called Blood Song of Love in this theater that was gonna to be torn down tomorrow. And they were all at different places in their lives and uh, sort of coming to terms with if they wanted to continue making theater, continue uh, to be in, in the, the world of art uh, or do other things or sell out or all this stuff. And and their, their personal Uh, troubles or their personal issues were sort of explored in this Spaghetti Western that they were putting on. So Mm -hmm. it was telling these two different stories. And so as I was in development at Ars Nova with it, you know, we did a few readings. And then at a certain point, Ars Nova, who was really amazing, Jason Egan uh, and Emily Schultz, uh, they were the sort of, you know, creative forces there. Uh, who were working with myself and director John Simpkins on the show, and they basically said, "Look, we really like the spaghetti western stuff, and we don't quite like as much all the other stuff." You know, they were like, "This half of the musical is is right on," and and initially I was like, "This is garbage. This is you know, this is what I want to do. I'm an artist, and I want to tell the story of the people and all that." But what they said, which was so correct. Uh, was that we think you can tell all the stuff you want to tell about the actual people, all the stuff you want to say about about art and about sticking together, you can do it through the Spaghetti Western musical. Mm -hmm. And so I rewrote the show and I was able to say all the things I wanted to say. And of course it was 10 million times better and it felt 10 million times more authentic to write a spaghetti Western musical than to like have it be half and half. But the, the casualty of all of that was this song Play the Princess, which I tried to make work in the context of the mm-hmm. spaghetti Western musical, but I just couldn't because it is so explicitly about actors, about mm-hmm. female actors mm-hmm. and in, it made perfect sense in the, in, the, in the world of, you know, actors putting on a musical and it just did not make sense in the world of like, you know, Spaghetti Western cowboys and, and, and murderous prostitutes and all that. It just wasn't jiving
1: was it so a few things did it always have the title blood song of love did it have a different subtitle or title when it was the original version
0: so it was always called the untitled spaghetti western project and then it was so what i so it was was always called that and so i never really knew what i was going to call the whole thing and then the musical they were doing was called blood song of love and it was in the context of the original piece blood song of love was adapted from an Italian spaghetti western mm-hmm. um, by da- Dario Donati. I think yes, was the yes, name I made yeah. up, right? Um, but I made it up, and so I always um, and I actually now regret not doing this. But I uh, I always thought it would be fun to pretend that Blood Song of Love was based on a on an old spaghetti western um, made by a director who I who I created. Um, And I I regret not doing it. Mm -hmm. I actually think the show might have been received slightly uh, better With that in some ways, if it was, if it was a lie adaptation. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still might do that for something. So I
1: also think, no, I, I never thought of that as being like, uh, Oh, like if you get to do Bloodsong again, which hopefully you will, that would be a really cool revision. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna say it's based on something.
1: Was there other <laughs> cut material that was like a full songs? Like were there full songs that were cut and also it was the same exact actors, right?
0: It was the same exact, yes, it was the same exact actors. And so the actors played themselves mm-hmm. in the the other half, right? And so like the, we'll call it the backstage half. So the backstage half, it was, uh, it was Jason, um, MK, Katrina, Jeremy, all those people. The one exception was Eric William Morris in the backstage half played a character named Christian. Oh my God, I forgot his last name.
1: I'm gonna pretend I'm not upset about this, but like, yeah. do I even have a recording of this? I, I definitely saw it once, but it, I, it was before the age when I was like saving copies of yeah. everything you did. I, I hope that you ever recorded recording I of it have,
0: I have a bootleg recording of it, yeah. I haven't thought about it in so long, but the the conceit of it was that it was all these actors and then Jason was supposed to play the musician. And the theater
1: made Eric play
0: Christian play play it because he was famous. He was like a famous musical theater person. And Lance, his story was that he was, was contemplating whether or not to leave the troupe because he was just cast in Iron Man, the musical (laughs) because it was like right after the Spider-Man time. And, uh, and that was his like struggle and everyone, you know, and it, it was his, the main, the main, um, you know, headbutting thing was him and, and Jason, uh, and Jason was like, how could you sell out? How could you not want to make our art, you know, on our, our shitty downtown theaters. And you want to go be in this big, you know, sell out Broadway musical. Um, yeah. Wait, so
1: there were other songs.
0: There were other songs. So there was, so the, the name of their, of their theater troupe, essentially, was the Jamboree. And so there was a song called I Believe. And the chorus was, I believe, oh, I believe, oh, I believe in Jamboree.
1: I remember this now. And and
0: so, yeah, so it was like this other opening number. Another song that I wrote for the show that would have been in the Spaghetti Western uh, world, but ended up being cut because the character never really made it past the song was... um, uh girl your days are numbered right, right. uh which we've done in concert a little bit it's a kind of strange like country rock song uh and the the idea behind that song was that they the musician the musician and banana get captured by this like lunatic um who was gonna uh, who's gonna grind their face up with a washboard <laughs> it's was like a, like a sharpened washboard i huh. gonna grind their face and they get out of it um and he was singing to them by singing girl your days are numbered uh yeah, I think those are the only wow, yeah. the only ones that that got that got sliced.
1: I'm surprised that I believe in Jamboree has never made it into like the beginning of a concert or something. Yeah,
0: I know. I have to <laughs> I have to revisit it. It was one that was kinda cut and it, it kinda could be yeah. taken out. I don't know why I don't know why I haven't come back.
1: So Play the Princess is sung by um, the original cast members Katrina, Rose Diedrickson, and MK mm-hmm. Lawson. Yes. Um, do you wanna talk about the performance on the album?
0: Um, yeah, the performance on the album is, uh, it's the great Destiny Ray and L. Morgan Lee. Mm-hmm. And um, Destiny is an actor who I've worked with several times and I just think she's great. She's just incredible. Uh, her voice is so stunning and she's so weird. Um, she's weird in the best way, in the way that, you know. The pe-
1: Weirdo in the good way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and, uh, and I love that she, she, she like many of the actors who I love either as, you know, just as a fan or as a collaborator, um, she's, you can't put her in a box, mm-hmm. you know, there is, she's not a type, which is something that probably has, uh, has been unhelpful to her in so far as like, you know, her professional life. Uh, but it's something that I think it is such an asset uh, because she's, you know, she's not this and she's not this and she's not this because what she is, is a human being and she's, you know, like so many things. And, um, and sort of similarly with Elle with Morgan, who i had been a fan of for years, um, obviously from her work in Strange Loop and other things and uh, have just always wanted to work with her and I thought um, she would be a really, uh, great partner for, for destiny in the song, but El Morgan also is kind of like typeless, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I really like the idea of having these two actors who, who do not fulfill the role of, you know, like the, the princess or the sidekick, mm-hmm. um, singing about how they feel like they do, because I think mm-hmm. that's the, I think that's really what the song is. You know, it's these, it's like two women who feel like, why does she get to do that? Why does she get to do that? I wish I was that, I wish I was that. When in fact, they both, they both are, they, they both are just, just as, you know, traditional as the other one and, bo- and, and both just as non-traditional as the other one, you know, yeah, it's totally. like, it's, yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I hope that we get the chance to see Destiny and El Morgan do it live at some point. I know, I know, <laughs> me too.
0: And they're, you know, the vocals are so like they're just gorgeous. They're so nuts, and and um, and the two of them, I think, sound so so beautiful together. And and you know, something it's um, obviously I wrote the song a long a long time ago, and and I I, I like it, but it always, you know, I never want it to feel like I never want it to feel like like caddy, you know I feel like a lot of times when you have you know, in musical theater especially when there's a song with two women and they're singing about the business or something mm-hmm. there's always this sense of like you know it's like the anything you can do I can do better sure. which is not a song for two women but it's that kind of like you know a, the, the, if you have a song with two women they, competitive. They're, like, they're competitive they're yeah, yeah. yeah and it's not it's not that and it's so uh, it, it you know and it really feels like it's 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 they're not fighting with each other they're they're fighting with themselves and they're fighting with with the what they think is the perception of them totally. you know? um, they're fighting with the the, the image that's been yeah. placed on them and so I, 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 I wanted that to come across in the song and I think that their performances, Uh, just do that. You know, there's no, there's no sense of like, I'm going to outdo you vocally or whatever with it. It really feels like these are two women who are struggling with something, you know, in and of themselves and they just happen to fit together. And I'd hope that like, you know, them sounding so gorgeous together uh, helps helps get across the point that they're, they're, they're actually not in competition. They're just, you know, they're feeling the same thing. Right. You know, they can both
1: do lots of things. Yeah. They're in harmony. Play the princess.
0: Play the princess. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, Do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like or give us a great rating or review and then head to bpn.fm slash album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen, and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong, produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris, and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm slash album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album. Hey everybody, I'm Joe Iconis.
1: And I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper.
0: And on today's show, we're going to be talking about Play the Princess, which is a song that I wrote that's about theater and music and society's perception. Uh, nope society as I said society great
1: society that sounds like a great new word society come on that's like relevant
0: yeah I should I should remember that and put it in a in a post or on a t-shirt or something society or it's like a good uh, it's a good drag king name